Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of FinTech for the People. I'm your host, Ami Parbu. This podcast is produced by Axion Venture Lab, an early stage investor in inclusive fintech companies working globally. So far, we've showcased three women founders disrupting the financial services industry. They are building solutions for small businesses in Brazil, educational institutions in India, and even food trucks in the U.S. This week, we'll head to Kenya to chat with Jihan Abbas, the founder and CEO of Lamy. Lamy is an insurance-as-a-service platform that enables any business to develop and sell insurance tailored to their customers' needs. Jihan, it's great to have you with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Great. Well, before we dig into what you're building at Lamy, tell us more about your story. How did you end up an entrepreneur? Is that something you always envisioned? Um, so actually, my background is completely different. I started off uh, my career working in finance. So I worked actually as a commodities uh, futures trader, um, which is a completely different um, you know, career path. Um, but then I started to get really excited about the insurance space. Um, and when it in terms of entrepreneurship, I think it was always something that I felt that I would end up doing. Um, you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My my father, my grandfather, uh, both entrepreneurs. So I spent a lot of time with them at their offices, seeing what they're doing and, and all of that. I think that got me really excited. And, um, you know, building something of your own uh, was what I think was driving me. And then I, I guess the idea of insurance uh, sort of coincided with that at the perfect time. And what about insurance drew you? So it was actually a very random encounter that got me thinking about the insurance space. I was, I'm actually from the coast in Kenya, so I I went back home for holidays and I was speaking to a waiter who told me he didn't have medical insurance. Um, And I was pretty surprised because I thought, you know, people with more structured jobs, you know, have access to insurance products. But when I went back and did research, you know, the statistics were really shocking. You know, less than 3% of people in Africa buy insurance products, and it's even uh, less in some African countries. And when I assess the Kenyan market in particular, there's more than 50 insurance companies that operate. So I didn't really understand why there was such a huge gap between uh, the number of providers and actually the people who were up, were buying these products. And I think when, you know, upon assessing further, it seemed that actually um, there was really no infrastructure to facilitate the easy and simple uh, distribution of insurance products. So people, although people might want to buy insurance products, you know, they don't really trust uh, the system. They don't trust the processes because um, they were actually broken. And so tell us more about then what Lamy does to solve that problem. Yeah, so Lamy is an insurance as a service platform and API. We digitize the whole value chain. So from KYC, pricing, underwriting and claims processing, um, all in a platform and API that partners are able to use to create and distribute uh, digital insurance products. We started off actually uh, in the market with one product, which was a car insurance app, and we felt that that was an easy way to um, assess the market and actually uh, have a way into the market uh, because everybody in Kenya was familiar with car insurance. Um, you know, they purchased it and we wanted to make it that, that customer journey simple and easy. So we took a product, a, a car insurance product that took you know, it used to take about two to three weeks to get a quote and buy your policy, but now we slimmed that down to less than two minutes. And I think that was a really exciting way to showcase, um, you know, what's possible with technology for the insurance uh, space. And then from there, we pivoted actually to providing our technology to businesses to be able to plug in uh, insurance products into their uh, customer journeys and interfaces. 
Was that always the plan to go through platforms? It's it's interesting, you know, Vlami's history. You started with this direct to consumer car insurance product and, and and business model, and now you're right. You're, you know, are an as a service business working with uh, with platforms all over the country. Was that always the plan? I would say yes and no. I think it sort of became clearer uh, as time passed because we started to get a lot of requests. Uh, for our technology. And that's when we realized, actually, you know, this is a huge opportunity for us to enable businesses as well. Um, so for, and, and I think one of the key things, you know, the reason why we, uh, you know, plugging into other platforms makes a lot of sense is because of the problem that we're trying to solve. We're trying to increase accessibility to insurance products. And if you're going to do that with a B2C product, it's going to take you a very long time to have the level of impact that we wanted to have. Um, and, you know, using our technology seems like the easier way to access uh, these markets. So maybe you could walk us through, I mean, you gave the example of the inspiration, this waiter that you spoke to uh, who didn't have access to medical insurance. How would how would he be able to gain access to insurance through Lamy now? What 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 is that customer, end customer experience like? So we wanted to really leverage the trust that had already been built with other platforms. So, you know, plugging into platforms that people are using on a day-to-day basis and then making relevant products available through those channels. So maybe I can give some examples. Um, so we, we try to work with use cases. So we take a combination of an insurance product and, and a distribution channel, and then we, we, we mesh those together. So one example of a product that we're recently launching is um, a combination of medical and also uh, retailer insurance covers. And we saw a big gap, particularly on uh, e-commerce platforms, whereby, you know, they, we ha- they have hundreds of thousands of merchants, but they're not providing relevant products to help these merchants protect themselves or protect their goods, you know, from all sorts of risks. So we saw that as a really exciting opportunity to partner with these kinds of e-commerce platforms to be able to plug in these kinds of products. And that's one of the really interesting products that we worked on last year. Another example um, that we have is for e-logistics platform. So for example, we work with Sendy. We wanted to provide them a flexible and affordable product uh, for the goods that are being moved on their platform. So this product didn't exist. So we went through the process of actually creating the product with the insurance company. Um, This is a per trip uh, goods and transit policy that covers uh, the goods as they're being moved. It's the first of its kind to be be sold on a per trip basis in real time. So we've plugged that into the Sendy platform. And for for the truck owner or the owner of the goods, the process is completely seamless because they're not asked any questions. We take the information from the Sendy platform about the goods, the distance that the goods are traveling and the destination, and we're able to price the product in real time and offer the policy. And I think that's the most exciting thing about what we do is that, you know, we're really looking into platforms that have insurance needs, people who, you know, insurance would provide them a a great safety net and and plugging those in in a digital way. And also making them just so contextual. I feel like a lot of the challenge we've seen, I'd love to hear your experience here, but is the willingness to pay and the understanding of insurance is still quite low. And so being able to contextualize it, make it per trip, make it, you know, very tangible with what uh, what the end customer is 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 looking at or the end recipient is is so powerful. Yeah. And I think one of the issues uh, in the past with insurance companies in particular is really that, you know, the products they're designing for the circumstances in terms of risk has really changed. They're looking at, but however, they're still looking at assessing the risk in the same way. But when you're plugging a product into a digital platform, the risk completely changes and the parameters around that. 
Um, so for us, it's really exciting to be able to, you know, get insurance companies to start looking at things in a different way. And also for end customers to provide them with uh, products, you know, without any uh, friction whatsoever in the process. So one thing, you know, it's, it's clear you work across a number of different types of insurance products uh, and a different, different types of partners, um, e-commerce, e-logistics. I'm curious, how do you go about launching a new product? What is that process like for you? So sometimes the product doesn't exist. So we spend a lot of time trying to uh, convince insurance companies to create the product with us. In some instances, we also work with reinsurance companies to design these kinds of uh, new age products. Um, and once we've understood the, the customer journey and also the needs of this, these digital platforms, we can customize the products to meet those needs. And then the really cool part is, you know, when it goes to our IT team and we're able to actually take this product and publish an API that matches the parameters of the product. And at that point, for, the, for these digital platforms, it's only a matter of uh, weeks before they're able to integrate and actually launch the product. So it's a, it's a pretty short process. And, and one of the things that we launched uh, towards the end of last year is, uh, you know, these really uh, intricate dashboards where you're able to actually monitor the performance of these specific products, you know, how they're performing, how, how the sales tracking, um, you know, even can even assess the customer journey and see, you know, where would be most effective to have this product placed as well. So that's something that, you know, is really exciting for these digital platforms because they can even um, make changes to the product. So if they want to change the price, if they want to change some of the cover, you know, the, the benefits of the product as well, they're able to do that just through the dashboard. Yeah, and, and I guess one of the key things is really about the awareness because if products are embedded, you know, it comes with a, with a good or service that you're buying. So for us, it's really important to be able to work with the partner that we have to be able to ensure that people actually we know about the product, they know how they can file claims, they get all the relevant information about the benefits so that, you know, the process is super easy for them as well. What is it that you do working with your platform partners to help customers better understand how these insurance products work, making sure they're taking advantage of it if it is, you know, truly embedded in uh, what they're doing and, and make sure it's part of their financial journey? Yeah, I would say that the first thing we try to do with all our products is really just eliminate all the, you know, the lingo, the complex language around insurance and simplify that into terms that people understand, you know, the average person can read and understand. So we try to do that with all our products because our platform will also issue uh, policy documents and, and all the cover notes with the policy. So we try to make those summaries, uh, you know, just a couple paragraphs that somebody can read and understand. They can understand their benefits because even when it comes time to claim against the policy, one of the key reasons why insurance companies decline claims is really because um, the claims are being filed against benefits that were not there or limits that are uh, too low, for example. So we try to make those aspects super clear as well. And also for the claims journey, what we do is we try to match specific claims, um, the questions for only specific items. So instead of having to file a claim for everything, which is how it is nowadays, traditionally, you'd have to fill probably four or five pages of claims. We've slimmed that down to only a specific claim. So if you have a windshield damage, for example, on your car, we will only give you the three questions required for that, as opposed to you having to fill the other data. So we try to also add that component with all our products. Yeah, so simplifying so much of what there is to even understand um, helps with that customer journey. 
I want to turn next to then the the platform partners, which you've talked a lot about, and just the variety of partners you need to work with, the stakeholders to make uh, what you do successful. You know, uh, enterprises, these platforms, the insurers, reinsurers. What has been your experience working across the spectrum of partners to better serve the insurance market? There's definitely been a lot of learnings um, in, in the past year. We've been doing B2B and B2B2C products. I think one of the key things that we noticed is really uh, the shift in the mindset of insurance companies. So since the pandemic, insurance companies have completely changed how they view digital platforms as a distribution channel for themselves. So previously, you know, they really uh, he- were heavily reliant on, um, you know, agent models and um, uh, branch outlets and so on. But now they're really getting excited about these kinds of uh, distribution channels. So actually, we've been able to integrate a very large number of insurance companies because of that in the past year in particular. I think when it comes to banks, um, they have, I would say that banks here are probably earlier adopters because actually our first B2B sale was, was with a bank. Um, they were the first to be able to actually see the value in what, what it was that we were providing. And I think one of the key lessons from that was really the during that process of uh, onboarding our first bank, I think was really around the security aspect. So how are we ensuring that our platform is secure, the customer's data is secure at all times. And I think that was a really, really interesting learning for us because we actually rebuilt our platform on that, uh, based on that feedback that we got. And we were able to ensure that now, you know, our platform is compliant with GDPR and all these ISO certifications for data security. And I think when, when it comes to digital platforms, I would say that, you know, it's the most exciting part about it is that each digital platform and each sector has a completely different customer journey. So for us, that was a super interesting challenge because it meant that we had to go back and assess, you know, for our API, how can we ensure that it's standardized and that we don't have to continue making these huge changes to be able to accommodate all these kinds of different journeys and, you know, use cases and so on. And I think that was super exciting. So last year, was, was a, there was a lot of learning for us in how we were able to actually um, scale up our platform and ensure that it's actually solving the right problems in the right way. That's great. I'd love to hear what your vision is. What, what does LAMI look like in three years, in five years, in the long term? I think for us, it's really about, you know, being the leader in digital distribution of insurance. We were lucky enough to probably be, you know, one of the few businesses that were approaching insurance in this way. So I think making sure that we're able to continue scaling up and onboarding more and more partners and creating more exciting use cases as well. And uses of our technology is really the key thing. I think one area that we're really excited about is is around agents. How can we empower agents and brokers as well by providing them solutions to tackle their problems as well? So we're really looking at how we can actually dominate the the insurance space and continue to grow and you know ensure that we're available for all partners across across Africa. We get a lot of requests in some markets but we're not yet there so for us it's really about making sure we can serve all these customers. Lastly we know that while diverse teams outperform only a sliver of overall venture capital funding is invested in women-led companies. This has definitely been the case in Africa. What do you think it'll take to bridge that gap, both for investors and for founders? I think for founders, I think one of the key areas is really the that, you know, mentorship is a, is a key part. I don't think we do enough of that, like mentoring young women and, and, and young girls to actually show them that entrepreneurship is actually a viable option as a career path for them. I think for me, I was really lucky to show grown up seeing entrepreneurship my whole life. So it was very simple and easy for me to, to make that choice. But I think others are not as lucky. And I think it's important for us to be able to, to start doing that. 
I think for investors, it's maybe looking beyond fintech. I think there's, a, I don't think there's a lack of female founders. I think there's just a lack of female founders, particularly in fintech. So maybe looking at other areas or other sorts of uh, industries could be a really exciting way to actually invest in more women as well. And how about from the founder perspective? Any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, I think the only thing that I would say is really, actually two things. First is just don't be afraid to do it. I think, you know, whatever happens, I would say that, you know, there's a lot to learn. But I would say in terms of, you know, building a business, I would say that the key thing is really just to understand the problem that you're solving. So take that time to really understand the problem that you're solving. The solution might change. I think for us as well, the solution changed over time. But once you're able to understand the problem and spend time understanding, you know, the particulars of that, I think it really helps also, you know, as you build your business. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you, Jihan, so much for the time and for sharing your story. Thanks again for being here. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a really interesting discussion. Be sure to join us next week for the final episode of season one of FinTech for the People. We'll be chatting with Luz Borhart, co-founder and vice president of marketing at Henry, which is expanding access to high quality technical education and improving the long-term earning potential of its students across Latin America. We believe that while potentially is evenly distributed across society, opportunity is not. And our mission is to accelerate LATAM's transition to a more equal society by connecting people with high-paying jobs.